0: To resonant frequency the amateur radio podcast my name is richard kb 5 jbv and i am your host hello everybody we are back in the studio back in the studio we're doing our best to get y'all content out get everybody back up to speed i'm, I'm so happy to see the response at the new website Apparently, the iTunes is working. Everything's working the way it's supposed to. There's been lots and lots of downloads since we uh, got that in place. If you haven't been over there, go ahead and check it out because uh, if all else fails, the gal in the banner is worth a looking at. I mean, <laughs> come on. All right. So uh, what else is going on? Uh, we, uh, we have added GoDaddy as a sponsor to the program. Uh, I'm gonna try not to bore y'all too much with GoDaddy. I know I bore the crap out of y'all with Amazon, but uh we've had gone ahead and added goDaddy y'all go over there and check out some of the stuff they got not only not only are they uh a really huge provider of uh domain names but they got a lot of other services too, and I know a lot of amateur radio operators like to have websites and they've got some really good deals on uh giving you some space and uh, the software you need to set up your website, whether it's a blog or a uh, full-blown content management system or whatever you want to do over there. So go, uh, come on over to the website, click through from the link, head over to Amazon.com. That way we get a little piece of anything you might do over there. I said Amazon, didn't I? GoDaddy.com. Uh, as far as Amazon works the same way, anything that you decide to purchase, go, please come over to the website and click through from our link. Uh, that'll give us an opportunity to partake in a small portion of the sale of that item. Um, uh, and it goes straight back into the podcast. Every time I'm not here to make money, I do this for free. And one of the big problems has put, been putting a hold up is, uh, the fact that I've been having to work, uh, as hard as I possibly can just pay the bills around here for, uh, <laughs> several months. So, uh, y'all going over where every little bit helps. Don't forget, uh, if neither one of those options work for you, or even if they both work for you and you want to do so anyway, you'll find a PayPal link on the, uh, on the website also to help us, uh, collect donations for the server fees, GoDaddy will be something that can be converted. Amazon cannot be converted. But if you send uh, send donations to PayPal, we can put that directly back into server fees. And for those of y'all that have been with us a long time, I'm sure y'all can remember the issues we had with our first hosting service. Uh, it was always overloaded and that kind of crap. Well, I say first. Uh, the first one we paid for yeah, <laughs> the first two or three episodes, I actually had it running off a box here at the house and, uh, people were pulling down episodes there that came to a halt really quick. So any of these things, uh, you can find over at the website. We're, uh, reposting some of the, uh, some of the articles that were on the other website. We're also adding new content. I just did a video for, uh, it's kind of a basic overview of. Linux for amateur radio operators kind of give y'all a feel for what the Linux looks like and, uh, where you can find the software, which is way easier than it is on windows and that kind of stuff. So let's see, we got that going and that going. I've been asked to go to Dayton. I've been asked to show up at Belton. Uh, I will keep y'all posted on those two things. Uh, Dayton who I really don't know about Dayton. As far as Belton's concerned, I might be able to swing that. So I will keep y'all posted on that. What else have we got going on? We'd like to thank Bill K A nine W K a, and I'm going to keep talking about Bill y'all because Bill has really been a lifesaver around here. I don't know. uh For those of y'all that have been around since the start, <laughs> y'all know that I am just not good with show notes. Um, I am absolutely horrible with show notes and, uh, that's, a, that's the thing. Bill swooped in here and has been really helping us out uh, with the show notes. He uh, would help us out with more, I'm sure, if I ask. So uh, y'all uh, y'all bang your hands together and uh, go over to the other podcast if you get a chance. Send Bill an email and tell him you appreciate the hard work he's doing. That's Bill K-A-9-W-K-A. And uh, let's see what else. I don't think we have a lot more. Uh, We ran through the majority of the stuff that I actually thought was going to take a few minutes pretty quickly. Uh, I do want to let y'all know that the RFpodcast.info site, if you go there now, you will get a forwarder to where the new website is. For those of y'all that want to go directly to it, because I screwed up when I was typing the name in, it is RFpodcast.info stroke podcast with capital p podcast with a capital p why because we're always having idiot operator errors around this place yeah, but it's good to be back with y'all go check out uh well we got the first video up i'm kind of seeing how how that is received before we do uh do too many more but y'all go over there and check it out take a look at it Y'all leave some feedback on the site. Let me know what y'all are thinking about it. And, um, uh, we're going to do our best to continue to get y'all some content out. As I said in the, uh, the last episode, that mobile episode, I recorded up several mobile episodes out there where I was that night and, uh, we'll be getting them into the feed as uh, I am able to. So y'all be watching for those also. If y'all want to, if y'all want to add to the content of resonant frequency, the amateur radio podcast, you're, you're invited to do so. I got a lot of us going on. You can send comments. You can write a short piece for the blog, for the uh, website, and we'll put it on there and we'll even talk about it on the show. Or you can send us audio feedback and all that takes is a microphone and a computer, record it up and send it to us. Or you could even do a segment. We have had, uh, had a couple guys do segments on the show in the past. Tim, KI6BGE out in California. And then, uh, I do not recall the call sign of the gentleman down in Australia who also sent us a, a piece. Uh, we also at one time had Don, Don, uh, W9VE from here local, uh, doing our buzzword segment, which we've kind of let fall by the wayside, uh, makes for, makes it easier for me to get get the show into less than an hour. So, (laughs) oh my goodness. But if, uh, any of you guys are interested in doing something similar to buzzword and want to, uh, start shipping those in that's okay too. The more the merrier. I really want to keep this thing going. I love this show. It, it's my baby as Russ tells me. And, uh, I really want to keep it going. That's one of the reasons that even though we had a long break and that's more personal and family issues than anything else. Plus, the fact, I had to be working. Even though we took a long break, we are still on there, and we are still the second oldest non-news related amateur radio podcast on the internet, and we will continue to be so as as much as we can. And I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of shows out there that have put out way more episodes than we have, but uh, my opinion on it is quality. Beats quantity and uh, even though those shows are good, you know, I could record a net every two weeks and put that on there for you and like some people try to do and I just don't want to go that way. We want to give y'all quality content. We want to give you guys stuff you can use and we want to hear from you. So with that, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back you I told y'all, uh, told y'all in the last, last episode we were gonna do, a, gonna do a feedback episode this time around. We're gonna get caught up. I have been remiss. Uh, I've got feedback all the way back to looks like September, so uh, it's not as many as you might think. It's only uh, 14, fourteen or fifteen, and uh, we're gonna try and keep it peppy. Get her done and get on out of here. So that we can uh, get this out in the can and be ready for uh, the next episode. So we can get back to teaching you guys some stuff. Or at least uh, learning some stuff together. So my first one comes from uh, a comment on the website. And uh, it was posted by KC5PiY. KC5PiY, who has uh, been a listener over here. And apparently, well, he BB finally found us on uh the IRC the, about a week or so ago, and it's, it's good to have him around. It says, I was listening to the older podcast while trying to catch up, and you talked about the Armadillo Entertie and how their system is closed. I'm not all that familiar with their people, although I'm, I use the uh, system as I'm a member of Entertie Incorporated. And we talked about that before. He uh, sent us a message, you know, Armadilla Entertain, Entertain Incorporated have a link system in, here in the state of Texas. From what I understand, anyone can use a system, but only members can be control operators of the repeaters. At least that's the way it is with Entertain Incorporated. I can't speak for Armadilla or other affiliated groups. Uh, Could you provide me with a bit more of your perspective and what happens up in your neck of the woods? Also, being webmaster of the starter website has been fun, but I need to spend some time bringing it into the current century. Sometimes, on the back office needs, suggestions on the back office needs, helps, and hints on running an amateur radio website. Thanks and seventy threes. BB KC five P I Y. Well, BB, I'm sorry. <laughs> or as we call you in the chat, uh, called you on the other show. B period B period. I'm sorry about that. And uh, I'll go over and take a look at your website and uh, and see what you got going. Maybe I have some hints. Maybe I have. Maybe I don't. I'll give it a shot. Uh, thank you for contacting me on on this. And I am so sorry it's taken so long to get back saying something about this because uh well, like I said, things have been really rough. And uh once again thank you. And uh y'all send your feedback. I'm gonna try I'm gonna do my best to stay on top of it. Our next one is uh looks like another comment on the website from Rich over at the Low SWR uh podcast, uh Rich K D zero B J T and it says hi richard i noticed that in g potter i have to rename the uh studio file in order to get it to transfer onto my player i don't know if it is your feed or my catcher anyway i'll take a look at at source for your feed if you want well rich thank you and uh I think we've got that all sorted out at the moment. I will get in contact with you if at uh, if we're still having an issue. But at this time, it's, it appears that the RSS feed is working off the website. The uh, feed through Podcast Alley seems to be working. Uh, we are back on iTunes, and I probably need to uh, reaffirm. Uh, what we ended up having to do on iTunes, and I will mention that at the end of the show, since you brought it to mind, and uh, let everybody know. But at at this time, it seems that all of the feeds are working correctly. Uh, we will be dropping the feed burner feed here in a month or so. Uh, I'm trying to get the word out so all y'all know. If you're on the feed burner feed, go to the website, sign up for that RSS. S feed, go to Podcast Alley, or pull it down through iTunes, whatever you may prefer. Thank you, Rich. And uh, y'all go over and check out the Low SWR podcast. Uh, It's pretty interesting. Uh, I can hear the enthusiasm going on over there, which is really something that uh, tends to fall out with uh, amateur radio podcasters several episodes in. So uh, y'all go check it out. Low SWR podcast at uh, LowSWR.com, dot com. I believe is the address for that. Bill K nine WKA will make sure it's in the show notes. So, uh, and you can't get those show notes anywhere but the website. So uh, there you have it. Okay, our next one from Don N seven I G K, and Don writes Richard. Uh, just listen to your latest resonant frequency. And this was back in. September latest resident frequency podcast. I like what I heard. I only operate CW. The CW operators that I have, uh, talked to through the years seem to be a much nicer bunch of people. And yes, for the most part, they are. At least they have nothing to prove and don't really care if you have the latest from Kenwood or ICOM. They are happy just to talk to someone. As of right now, I have absolutely no desire to go up into the phone portion of the bands. I have listened since last year and was wondering why you disappeared from iTunes at the beginning of the year. I now get the podcast via G-Potter. Hope you keep on doing the podcast and change Nothing. And that's Don N Seven I G K. Well, Don, thank you for the flowers, man. I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> y'all don't y'all only hear that when I'm talking to somebody that know knows what I'm saying. But anyway, thanks for the flowers. And um, yes, uh, there's a lot of CW operators that uh, don't even have microphones plugged up to their radios because they enjoy it so much. I myself live in a house where there's a woman that cannot understand, even when I'm on IRC or something that I'm talking to somebody. So, uh, trying to have CW contacts is difficult for me. I I do work CW whenever I get a chance, but it's normally when she's not in the house and you're right, they are a great group of folks, uh, they're not so kind, not so uh, judgmental, and other things over things you do. They're just happy to have somebody to chat with on CW, and uh, that's one of the reasons I wish I could do more CW. Uh, and as far as iTunes feed, uh, once again, I'll probably reiterate this several times via because of the emails we have or the uh, feedback we have. But bottom line is. When we changed over to Drupal for the website, it's a content management system. It's a little bigger and uh, more has more features than uh, WordPress or something like that. But when we switched over to that, we started having an issue with the iTunes feed. I don't know if there were bad tags or what was going on. The RSS feed was messed up or I really have no idea what was going on with that. However, we have gone back to WordPress on our main site. So, and I have checked the feeds six ways to Sunday, and iTunes is back. For those of y'all that want to pull the show down iTunes, go back over there, turn off or uh, unsubscribe to the old feed. And then do a search and find the new feed. The one that is working, I can guarantee as of this day, which is... ...towards the end of January. Uh, I can guarantee that I just checked it a few minutes ago. And the feed that is working... ...will actually show episodes in it. The one that is not working will show no episodes. So uh, go on over Unsubscribe to old feed. Resubscribe to new feed. And uh, you ought to be able to pull them down via iTunes now. And uh, everybody go over there and jump on that. So Don thank you thank you so much words like yours make this hob is what makes this hobby uh great for me so next we got a couple of donations that came in back in september that we haven't had a chance to mention yet uh wl7fc that would be james sent in a donation and james thank you so much james is up in homer alaska so if y'all hear him on air work him tell him thank you He's helping keeping the show running. He's either WL7FC or VE3ELI. Either one of those calls. Apparently, it would make sense to me that if you lived within lived close to the uh, close to the border there, it would make sense to me to have licenses on both sides. Also, another donation that came in was from Paul with no call sign. I'm sure he has a call sign. He just didn't put it in there, but from Paul and, uh, Paul, we would thank you. We, oh, there it is. K5WMA. Paul's been around a while. He's, uh, he shows up on other show also. And, uh, we really do appreciate him coming over here and dropping us a, uh, a donation to help pay for, uh, the server fees. Uh, we had just barely enough last year to keep things going on that. And I thought at one time I was going to have to shut the feed down, but thank you, Paul, and thank you, Jim. All right. And it just so happens. Our next piece of feedback comes from, uh, from Paul and it was posted on the website, we're starting to get a lot of comments on, or we're getting a lot of comments on the website. In fact, I like those. So y'all go over and do them. They're easy to, easy to find, easy to work with. And I don't miss any. And Paul writes, I was listening to the podcast on my bicycle commute within sight of the Mississippi River. So the uh, first time you used the R word, and this is concerning the episode where I talked about uh, people using the word riffraff. Riffraff. Uh, yeah, if you hear somebody call somebody else in amateur radio riffraff, turn around and tell them they're a lid. So back to it. First time you said, uh, the R word, I thought you said rip rap. That would tell, uh, tell you the people I keep company with. I probably heard the uh, word groovy more recently than riff rap. as a non, as a no, non code extra. I know where you're coming from. My motivation on earning extra was to volunteer as a v- VE. My next goal was to learn code. I learned it in 1970 as a Boy Scout. Back then, code or semaphore was a requirement for one of the ranks. Times change. I want to learn code because I think QRP might be fun, not because it is a requirement for a license. In the short time I've been licensed, I have met a number of those who learned code for the test and have not used it since and admit it would be tough to copy 10 words a minute. Looks like I'm not the only riff raff around here on a positive note, the no code test has opened amateur radio to those who are hearing impaired. We'll get to that in a second with digital modes and waterfall display. We can open up the world of radio like we have for those with other disabilities. Closed repeaters are probably good indicators of closed minds. And a closed mind reminds me of a closed coffin. 73, Paul, KE5WMA. All right, Paul. Well, yeah. That whole riffraff thing chaps me. I, I don't like the new guys being treated badly more than anything else. New guys being treated badly. Your codeless extra, wonderful. As far as uh, those that learn for the test, I know people like that too. I'll have uh, everybody within the sound of my voice. I am a a 13-word-a-minute coded ham. That means not only did I take the entry-level test, I took a code test for my general license when I got it. And uh, now I'm advanced because I haven't had time to to study and go take the other test because now I'm going to have to take the advanced test again to get my extra class license uh, because they roll that stuff in and it's riffra- it just doesn't make sense to call people names keeps the raff out if those people would take the time to try and teach somebody they might not be so riff riffraffish you would think now as far as hearing impaired people um, code was not a deterrent to hearing impaired people and In fact, it wasn't a deterrent to blind people or anything else. I've been a VE for some time, and I've known people that have been VEs for longer. And there were people taking code tests using um, uh, lights, buzzers, and other things. But also, there was an exemption. If you had a legitimate medical exemption, which would make it impossible for you to copy the code, then you weren't required to do it. That was the bottom line. I mean, I think on the entry level license, you had to find some way to do five words a minute. But let me tell you, after so many years of fooling with it, you could sit there. At least from my perspective, you could sit there and look at the list and write down five five words a minute as it comes across. Listen, listen to the sound, listen to the sound of the character look at the list see what it is and then write it down of course that's after years messing with it yes there are other ways to all this other new technology is opening it up more and more and i want handicap hams in the hobby because uh, they become some of the best operators and as far as closed repeaters you know the rules are there and those people own those machines and it's their property but it's on a frequency that's supposed to be for everybody. So it's just a really sticky area. And I don't know when and if or how it may get resolved, but as long as they're not sucking up all the frequencies, we're good. Okay. So with that, let me go ahead and uh, throw another break in here because we're about halfway through these and I'm trying not to make the show too long. And uh, we'll be right back.
1: So with my mind, girl, you made me believe you were rolling mine. I don't wanna lose your love, oh, I guess I have to let you go. I don't wanna watch you leave, oh, I guess I have to walk. All I do.
0: Towards the end of this bad boy, thank you all for hanging with us, sticking with us, and uh, we're gonna get on back to it. Next, we have a donation that came in from Woody KF4TQJ TF4 KF4TQJ Woody in Alabama. Thank you, Woody, for your donation. That was back in October, and uh, it's like I said, I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, we're, we're going to get caught up and we're going to stay caught up. All right. So, uh, so next we got, uh, got a short message from Woody. Put a, put a little feedback on the website to let us know. says, uh, just left you a donation on PayPal until you're better paid. Appreciate what you do. And, uh, Woody KF 4 TQJ Woody. Thank you. It's nice to know that you guys do appreciate this and, uh, I, I'm, Really glad to hear that uh, uh, maybe I'm making an impact out there. I don't know. Uh, What I do know is I'm the crazy guy that wanted a radio show when he was a kid. So here I am. (laughs) All right. Our next piece of feedback is from Don WS4E, which was also a comment on the website of uh, all things. It says, Richard, a potential show idea if you ever get around to doing any more RF podcasts. Okay, Don, I'm, I'm spanking my hand as we speak. If you ever get around to doing any more RF podcast, or if you guys ever decide to just do, go ahead and merge the two shows and make LHS and RF into one single podcast, something I've been pondering is the value of a paper log book. Ooh, paper log book. As a fairly new ham, and an all-around computer geek, my first instinct has been to naturally latch onto keeping all my logs on the computer, and it has worked great so far. But I read read a comment, read a comment by an older ham uh, the other day that got me thinking that maybe I am missing out on something by not keeping a paper log. This ham mentioned all the little extras that are often found in paper logbook, like making notations of station changes, antenna work you did, uh, antenna set, tuner settings, propagation conditions that day, uh, random thoughts about how you worked the uh, bands that day, etc. Whereas all computer logbooks are strict, strictly QSO after QSO and nothing else. You might want to do a show based on this if you have an opinion on the topic or not. Okay, uh, and that was Don, WS4E. Don, you got a a good point. And uh, the guy whose post you were reading, he has a good point. Um, I have somewhere in this room, uh, and some of y'all have seen it on video. (laughs) It's a mess. But somewhere in this room, I have a steno pad. Which has my first HF contact and my first VHF contact, and uh, all kinds of stuff. And I go back and look through them from time to time. And uh, yeah, you find little notes. Um, I know that in that same steno pad there'll be a, there's a contact with a, a gentleman named Enigdio, Enigdio, Enigo. And I don't remember his call. He was a young man in Puerto Rico. I got my license when I was 28 years old. He was 13. And uh, he was in Arecibo, Puerto Rico. And we talked for probably a good hour without ever mentioning the satellite dish. Not once. And it was really great. Especially me being a new ham, uh, being able to talk to Puerto Rico. Now, I've talked to much more exotic places and further away since then. And that would be something that I might forget if I did not have that log around. But anyway, we can get way into logbook book, ver- paper log versus computer log. But the whole point is you want to keep track of your stuff and uh, that, but it's nice. I do both. I'm a paper log guy. I log my contacts. In a spiral notebook, and then I transfer them to the uh, the logbook. So, uh, yeah, we will consider setting getting a show together on that because uh, we could probably talk a long time for that on that. All righty, our uh, our next one comes from James Land, uh, James uh, into e n e doggone it, into e n n. I'll start off talking, and he said it's another post on the website. Uh, that's apparently the easiest way for you guys to get to me. Uh, I will start off topic. I recently retired, 47 years fixing TVs. And when my wife uh, gets home from work, she lacks an hour or so alone to do her email, exercise with the uh, Wii, etc. So I grab my little FT817 with my homebrew 12-volt uh, backpack, uh, 21 lithium batteries, wow. Uh throw the strap over my shoulder and go out for a four mile walk. I have the radio set up to scan the major repeaters in the area. Most days, I'll hear maybe two conversations during the walk from three thirty to four thirty. This is across six meters, two meters, six meters, two of which are the anchor repeaters. For major local ham club ham groups, and one is the uh, Skywarn machine. 20 years ago, these machines sounded like CB Channel 6, not quite 19, but still pretty crowded. Uh, today, mostly dead air. Now, for the us versus them on your uh, year ago podcast, <laughs> um, you made a point of not using the expression happy holidays instead you singled out two of the major religions that are derived from the worship worship of almond Ra, and excluded everybody else, especially the folks that celebrate Kwanzaa and Festivus, Festivus, just keep out the riffraff. Actually happy holidays started out as a commercially palatable PC way of covering the whole season from Thanksgiving to New Year's let me stop there because I need to cover this real fast Uh, number uh, one um, as far as those two holidays you need to check into the cult of Saul Invictus in Rome you need to check into the uh, Maccabean Uprising in the Middle East and that kind of stuff as far as Kwanzaa and I don't even know about Festivus Kwanzaa not real and as far as happy holidays if i'm gonna say happy holidays i'm gonna say happy holidays all year round because there are holidays all year round (laughs) now i said my piece on that i continue the other us versus them thing is d star this is a patented hardware software setup whose sole purpose is to generate lots of cash for a couple of companies not only is the Codec chip patented and not licensed to any other manufacturer, the software itself, the engine that converts voice into data content is patented. Of course, Codec's patented. It is illegal to write a program that will run on a computer and produce D Star audio files. It's also illegal. ...to write a program that will decode D-Star Audio. Though... ...it would be harder... ...to catch that... ...as long as you... ...gave it to nobody else. The result is overpriced hardware... ...both the uh, radios and the dongles... ...which for $200... ...give you as much circuitry as a $20 wireless card. The ability to improve... To modify, to hack, is totally precluded. It's not amateur radio. It's commercial. Count me out. Whew. Okay. So, let's uh, discuss that a second. Um, Apparently, you've never dealt with uh, Pactor because the Pactor 3, uh, the only modem that will run Pactor 3 is put out by a company in Germany, I think they're in Germany, which has it entirely locked down. Pactor 2, Pactor 3. And if you want to run Pactor, you got to buy their stuff. Okay. As far as writing a program that will do and decode D Star, uh, there's nothing illegal about it other than uh, you can't use their base work. But that doesn't mean it can't be reverse-engineered. And those of us who use Linux know that a lot of stuff gets reverse-engineered. En- and as long as it doesn't, uh, as long as it is not exactly the same as the patented product, there is no infringement. No problem. Now, as far as uh, other stuff, we could say use the same argument of a for uh, Windows versus Windows and uh, Apple or, Mac and, or OS ten, as opposed to Windows or uh, Linux and BSD and Solaris. And the ones that are free and pretty much open and can be used. They're commercial operating systems. So you can't hack them. You can't modify them. You can't change them. You can write stuff for them, but you have to buy their toolkits to do it. So. There we go. Uh, Next. Now, to lighten up a little, your mobile podcasts using Sans Clip are surprisingly good. Dave Yates has a whole lot more money tied up in his mobile setup. Yes, I know. Poor Dave. But yours is more natural sounding, and since it's not recorded in stereo, there's no constant left-right channel confusion that you get with stereo handhelds. I can live with the uh, the slight background hiss. Yeah, I tried to cut that out in the last episode. We'll, we'll see how that works out. But, uh, yeah, Dave's got a lot of money in that. Um, I'm not sure why he took the podcasting in between work and home. But uh, uh, it may just be that he's got a house that can be noisy from time to time like mine does. I just uh, put my foot down four years ago and said, y'all will be quiet while I'm doing this. So, uh, thank you for, th- thank you for, uh, for that. Uh, I do appreciate, uh, that. And i heard a couple of other comments that were like that, that, uh, made me happy also. All right. And, uh, if you'd like, if you'd like, I could forward you a couple of emails I got from Ted Randall after criticizing him for podcasts that were an hour of content plus an hour of commercials. <laughs> He'd be really thin skinned. Yes, he is really thin skinned. He uh invited me to come on his show and then he uh then he threw a fit because I responded with him about scheduling, not oh yeah, sure, I'd be happy to come on and let him work it out. I had to I sent him an email back saying, Okay, we need to schedule a time to do this and that kind of stuff and uh he was not happy. I got one short uh one short, uh, email and haven't heard from him since. So good old Ted Randall. Yeah. Y'all support him because, uh, he doesn't want to He doesn't want, uh, us to talk to y'all on his show. So we didn't touch the uh, dead repeaters thing. <laughs> well, that's the nature of the hobby with all the electronics we've got. Now we can communicate so many different ways. That's one of the reasons we can't get the kids in. And I I don't know how we're going to do it. I've heard that question more than once over the last few months, and we're really going to have to see about uh, uh, finding new strategies to get around that. All right, Jim, thank you, n to nn And uh, I'm sorry if I was a little difficult on with you on D-Star. All right, next one comes from Ian. Well, we're going to go long on this one, y'all, so uh, here we go. Let's see uh, the last couple of feedbacks are pretty short. Uh this one's from Ian, uh AK4IK. And he says, "My name is Ian, AK4IK. I belong to the North Fulton Amateur Radio League in Roswell, Georgia. That's the other Roswell, y'all, uh outside of Atlanta. I'm a bit behind on listening to resident frequency and just listened to episode 44." I have some comments on your show topic. If you were at Dayton Hamvention this year, you might recognize the club name as the Dayton Hamvention Club of the Year for 2010. One of our members, Jim W4QO, was also Ham of the Year. I'd like to let you know uh, some of the things we do that make us successful and I'm we're back to talking about, uh, bringing more people into the clubs and that kind of stuff. And no, I wasn't at date dating cause I'm Poe and I can't get Russ to understand that I'm too poor to travel like that, but, uh, well, will we'll see what happens in the future. So back to, uh, the feedback, here's a few things that make us a success. Our monthly meeting, are about programs, not business. That's a that right there. Let me finish it. Uh, the executive committee of the club, of which I am a member as field day chair, handles all business in a separate open meeting. Okay, um, the club's sh- meetings should be about the programs, and that's the problem with most of the clubs that I've been to in the last few years. Is they put so much emphasis on their business meeting that they do not bother to book a decent program uh... to get speakers in there to talk about the amateur radio hobby uh... you can't keep people interested if there's nothing to be interested in now i disagree with the separate meeting concept because we do have one club another club that does that here and in the cases of these clubs and i'm not saying your club but the clubs i'm talking about in particular they use the open separate meeting as an opportunity to push things through that might not settle well with the membership in general yes it's publicized yes it's open but taking the time to go to two meetings in a month even especially when they're on separate nights is a whole different deal and when you throw 501c3 into the mix it's a whole <laughs> it's even worse the second thing they do is uh, activities between the club meetings. We have a monthly, mid month madness between regularly scheduled meetings. It could be a shack tour, a kit build, an antenna build, a ham fest, or other item of interest. But we do one every month, and that's a great idea, Club acti- general club activity, so all the club members can come out if they want to and get to know each other and everything else. That is absolutely wonderful. We have a club here locally, uh, one I used to be president of, the uh, Ham Association of Mesquite. Every single month they do ham radio in the park. And they go out there, they operate radios, they kit build, they work on antennas, they... Just all kinds of stuff, uh, five or six hours on a Saturday and playing amateur radio. And everybody can depend on it because it happens like clockwork every month. Uh, the Dallas Amateur Radio Club, I believe, is starting to try and work on something like this also. Uh, regular nets. And this will, this is one that's a bone of contention because I had to take net coordinator away from the president of the club. And do it myself simply because he was doing such a poor job with it. But, yes, have a regular net. In this case, they're having, uh, it says, we host a youth net every Friday at 1700 And a uh, technical net every Monday at 2030 And that's great. You should have regular nets. That's another opportunity for all the club members and people who aren't members of the club to come together. And... Uh, In our case out here, it was a weekly hi how you doing?" kind of net, a check-in net, and uh, everything else. But regular nets, it, it gets that group feeling going. Next thing they're doing is Elmering. We have a formal Elmering program where new hams in our club are assigned Elmers to help them get started in amateur radio and answer questions they may have. I would like to see how that scheduling thing works out that Buddy said. I would assume it's more like a buddy system, uh, is working out. There's been lots of attempts that I've seen where they've tried to set up a group of Elmers or make an Elmer list or whatever. You know, it's less natural nowadays to just pick a guy out of the crowd and decide you're going to help that one out or uh, have people come to you. Y'all know this show's all about Elmer. How many breaks have we took? Okay, we're going to have to finish this one out. So anyway... I would like to know how that's working out for y'all uh, in particular. Uh, so they're all, they do VE sessions, and this is something I can't get across to a lot of clubs. V- the people that tested a VE session, if they haven't already decided what club they're going to, chances are the first club they're going to go join is the club that sponsors the VE session. He says, here, VE sessions. I'm also a member of the VE team. We hold quarterly VE sessions plus any special sessions that are needed to meet licensing requirements. For example, we once got uh, a group of VEs together to provide a test session for a soldier stationed at a U.S. Army Ranger School in... Oh, I can't pronounce that name. Someplace in Georgia. Uh, He required his uh, tech license for his job duties. Now, see that too i've been involved in several private v sessions and done quite a few regular public v sessions i guess they're all public they have to be but uh i'm talking about going to somebody's house and testing them in particular so they can get their license mostly shut-ins and um this this is too and like i said before i started reading it that right there is one of the number one things to bring people into your club uh because if they haven't already decided on a radio club if they're impressed with the VE session they will go to that club for a club meeting and once you get them in the door unless you just absolutely ignore them you can make a club member out of them licensing courses teaching classes same benefit as VE sessions what he says here is licensing courses two to three times a year we teach tech, tech in general uh, licensing courses In uh, one-day ham-cram, we send participants study materials ahead of time and fill in the gaps during about a seven-hour course, really, uh, followed immediately by a VE session. We have a better than 90% success rate with this model. Well, that right there, uh, I'd like to see more information on that too because that's something that we... uh, might try to uh, propose to others. You know, all of us know, or most of us know, you study to take the test. Once you take the test, then you learn amateur radio, or most most ham radio operators do. I already knew a bunch of the stuff before I took my license test. My big hurdle was the code. Regular other activities. We have a group who meet weekly at the local park to work portable QRP and... Same thing as the same benefits as the ham radio in the park. Plus it gets you out in public and, uh, people walk up and ask questions. They do. And if you can snag them, then you can get them to a meeting. And once again, if you can get them into a meeting, you can make a, make a club member out of them and generally helping out others. We have a Yahoo group where questions can be posted and members generally receive multiple answers to very, in very short order. Exactly. That's another way of opening up that Elmer pool. Youth. Our club places a special emphasis on getting youth involved in amateur radio, as it should. Uh, Older members go to schools. Uh, Right. One more thing. Get the kids involved. Go to Boy Scouts. Go to the schools. That kind of stuff. Uh, In this part of the world, schools are real iffy about letting amateur radio operators in there to do anything But that's definitely it. And I'm sorry I'm having to run through this, y'all, but we are starting to run over. Uh, Field day. This is one of the biggest events of the year. I have a group of about 12 to 15 hams who helped me put this this one on. For 2009 and 2010, we had the best attendance, best attended field day in the nation, all classes, categories. We focus on on attendance because... The more people we get to field day, hopefully the more people we expose to amateur radio. That is the biggest reason. All you contesters can kiss my badger because field day is out there to show us to the public. That's how it gets us uh, seen. And I understand it's a drill. It's a contest. But most importantly, it's a PR opportunity. Get your butts out there. And uh, let's see, you commented about the number of Olderhams who go away because the code requirement is gone. Uh, our timers took the opposite approach. And there's a lot of them that have, uh, including myself. Uh, they encourage an Elmer people who want to learn CW. Well, I don't try and teach people CW because mine's not that great because I don't get a lot of time with it, as I said earlier in this particular episode. But... If somebody wanted me to teach them, all they'd have to do is ask. Uh, Special interest groups. We have have our special interest group for CW, antennas, contesting, and other areas. This is part of it too. And this is the reason for being a member of the club to find like-minded individuals that are interested in the area of the hobby that you are. This allows members to grow their skills at their own pace and interest level. And last in his list is Aries. We encourage membership in North Fulton Aries Group. Our local EC is a member of our group. And that right there, the public service aspect, yes. uh, Here we have so much to choose from, RACES, Aries, CERT, all that stuff. But... The races group is so directly tied to the repeater itself that it looks like part of the radio club. And uh, the Aries group, those of us who care about Aries, push it as much as we can. But that's right there, that right there, you need the bodies for uh, emergency communication in your place, in your town, city, whatever, and a club is a great place to generate those people. So this is a really good list and I'm going to have to reassess go back and reassess this a little bit take a look at it again and uh see what we've got. Uh as far in, if you can uh, get me up on some of the on those two topics that uh, you were talking about earlier then I would be really interested to see some paperwork on that and see if we can't get some of it uh Uh, passed around to help somebody else. So let me finish the email. Uh, These are just a few of the things that we do to encourage membership in our organization. We have over 280 members in our club and routinely get 80 to 100 each meeting. I'm glad to uh, answer any questions you may have about our activities. Thanks for the great podcast and keep up the good work. I look forward to uh, more episodes from Anne. To you and Apple getting together to fix the iTunes feed issue, it's fixed in. It's fixed. All right. Moving on quickly, we have a comment on the we- on the new website. I went ahead and posted, uh, reposted response to question on MCOM training in my part of the world. If uh, y'all want to go over there and check it out, it's at rfpodcast.info stroke. Capital P podcast, pet podcast with a capital P. And this comes from WS4E Don. Uh Don says, Richard, one thing I found out the other day. Our local agency uh thought there were twice as many people they could depend on in a in a time of need uh than there actually were. How? Because they counted Aries and Races folks separately. And really, we both know that 99% of people in ARIES are in RACES, and 99% of people in RACES are in ARIES. If you called up one, there would be no one left to participate in the other. That just goes to show the stupidity of trying to segment the ham community into two different classes of emergency services. I personally think ARIES... Needs to just go away. Uh, not a single organization in the country will talk to them anymore because in this day and age, they can't handle any non-certified, non-blessed, non-background backgrounded checked, non-controlled people having anything to do with them anymore. And that comes from Don, WS4E. Well, Don, I'm of the opposite opinion myself. I think race needs to go away. It's a remnant from uh, times that uh, required radio operations, li- radio operators like that, and uh, uh, it just needs to fade away. Uh, they knocked down the wall in Berlin, and uh, as far as Aries is concerned, I'm lucky enough to have a group just north of me, uh, in the county just north of me, that is not RACES, but it's Aries, but everywhere else in the DFW Metroplex, it's RACES. And the uh, guys up in collin county their group you can't tell the difference and as far as backgrounding and certifying and all this other stuff you know that puts the uh, responsibility in the hands of the ec because if there's a place sensitive area that needs some needs a known quantity that uh has a background check and all that then he's going to know who in his areas group has got that and he's going to send those people there appropriately as far as uh Races concerned certified blessed background checked controlled uh, that, we got more flakes in races here in north texas than we do in any other organization and uh if you uh, call them up you've got the hundreds that are in races so they can be seen and then you got the five that'll actually show up when there's a problem so actually that's my short answer and uh I think I addressed it as a longer answer on uh, one of the mobile podcasts, but that pretty much how it boils down. All right, we're down to our final feedback, our last feedback. In fact, it came in today just before I started recording. And this one comes from uh, Ray, Ko 4 rb Ray. And um, Ray's a long-time listener. And what he has to say is, Richard, glad to see you back. Sorry to hear that you had a rough year. Seems like this this was a tough one for a lot of folks. Ham radio seemed to be near the bottom of my list, too. I did a lot with our club, but my solo radio work was almost nil. So, I'm looking forward to the coming year. Can't wait to see what you have in in store for us in the next few episodes. And that's from, and that says 73 from Ray. Ray, thank you. And, uh, thank you. You're one of those that I'm so thankful took the time was able to hang in with us and, um, uh all you guys, I really appreciate it. That brings us to the end of the feedback. We're going to go ahead and end the show pretty quick so that uh, we don't go too terribly long. I'd like to thank everybody for staying with us. I'd like everybody to thank everybody for showing up. If you want to contact me, go to the website, rfpodcast.info stroke podcast with a capital P. Send me uh, an email at kb5jbv at com. Or follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Identica, Friend Feed. Uh, I should be on all of those as KB5JBV. So with that, we're going to wrap this episode up. We'll be back with uh, something a little more informative next time. Take care of your families. Take care of yourself. And uh, until next time, 7-3.
2: you gotta meet your mom